0: Does life exist on other planets? We just don't know at the moment, but there is no shortage of places to look. Astronomers have discovered nearly 2,000 exoplanets, planets orbiting stars other than the Sun, and look set to find many more. While most of these known exoplanets are gas giants that appear to be inhospitable to life, The discovery of Earth-like, rocky exoplanets could come courtesy of the next generation of telescopes. And that's when the race will be on to find the first signs of extraterrestrial life. I'm Hamish Johnston, editor of PhysicsWorld.com. On a recent trip to Canada, I caught up with exoplanet expert Sarah Seeger of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology between sessions at a physics conference. In this podcast, she explains how astronomers plan to detect signs of extraterrestrial life, and she describes some of the next-generation telescopes that will make the search possible. Seeger also talks about how astronomers could detect signs of intelligent life on distant planets. But first, I asked Seeger what conditions would make an exoplanet able to support life.
1: A habitable exoplanet is one with surface temperatures suitable for life. Not too hot, not too cold, but just right for life. Many people consider a planet habitable if it has liquid water at the surface. We can't observe that right now, so mostly we just stick with the right temperature.
0: So what do we know today about um, the atmospheres of, of exoplanets?
1: Today we've already observed dozens of exoplanet atmospheres. Most of them just have a few data points across the spectrum but actually about a dozen of them have been observed in quite a lot of detail. We have detected gases such as carbon monoxide, water vapour, sodium and potassium, and a few others have tentatively been identified. In some cases we're able to very roughly constrain the water abundance in exoplanet atmospheres. We've also been able to study the temperature of atmospheres and even look for clouds and other features. The type of exoplanet atmosphere astronomers have studied most is for transiting planets, planets that go in front of their star as seen from the telescope. And in this case, we have a technique, we call it transit transmission spectra. And it's when the planet goes in front of the star, some of the starlight shines through the planet atmosphere. And just like shining a flashlight through a fog, if you could tell which wavelengths of the flashlight don't make it through the fog, you could actually identify what types of gases are in the fog. And that's what we do for exoplanet atmospheres for planets that are transiting.
0: So what, what what sort of evidence do we have at the moment that um, exoplanet atmospheres could be capable of, of sustaining life?
1: Right now we have no observations and no evidence of any exoplanet atmosphere that could either sustain life or has life. We just have a whole slew of giant planet atmospheres that we're studying, almost like a stepping stone to the future when we will have access to smaller and smaller planets, which will be predominantly rocky. Within five years we'll have the capability to study small planet atmospheres and to look for Gases like water vapor on small planets, which indicate surface liquid oceans, or even in some special cases, gases that might have been produced by life. And this is primarily with the James Webb Space Telescope, which is set for launch in 2018. But to study the planet atmospheres for those very favorable planets that are close to us and they're bright around stars that are relatively bright, we actually have to find those planets first. And actually, MIT is leading a NASA mission called TESS, Transiting Exoplanet Survey Satellite, and it's going to launch in 2017. It's an all-sky survey, and it will look for transiting planets around small stars that's going to be the pool from which the James Webb Space Telescope can choose from.
0: And what are um, you know some of the, the signatures that, you're, that you would be looking for?
1: Honestly, we are going to hope to look for anything we can see. So it sounds sort of funny and greedy in a way, but we just want to look at as much of the spectrum for the favorable planets that we can. And it's not going to be an easy task, because a transit can last a few hours, but we'll typically need many transits to bin the data together to get a strong enough signal. So one should think about a James Webb Space Telescope observation of a very favorable, small, rocky planet, hopefully in its star's habitable zone, as like a Hubble Deep Field, where it could take 100 hours or more total observing time. So the first thing we want to do is find water vapor and know that the planet could be habitable. The second thing we want to look for is oxygen. Our own planet Earth has oxygen filling its atmosphere to 20% by volume. But without life, without photosynthetic bacteria and plants, we would have virtually no oxygen. So we're looking for a planet that has water vapor, and our favorite gas that is a sign of life is oxygen. Now, for biosignature gases, there's a whole field of research that is beginning to get invaded with scientists, and it's beginning to flourish. Because our own planet Earth only had oxygen for less than half of its lifetime and there are some scenarios where oxygen can be be produced by non-life sources. So the question is, which other gases? Well, in our own planet Earth, we have a couple of other gases that are in our atmosphere, methane, nitrous oxide, methyl chloride, dimethyl sulfide, and there are even a few others. But for some of these gases, such as methane, they can produce um, geologically as well as by life. So in many cases, we won't know. We'll see some gases. We're primarily looking for gases that don't belong and we'll have to assess them on a case-by-case basis as to whether or not they might be produced by life.
0: Can, can you name some of the, um, you know, sort of up-and-coming telescopes that, that you're excited right. about using in the, in the future in the search for?
1: Right. The number one telescope exoplanet atmosphere scientists have pinned all of their hopes and dreams on is the James Webb Space Telescope. The great thing about the James Webb Space Telescope is it operates at infrared wavelengths, and in particular, the near-infrared let's say from 0.9 to 5 microns, is where molecules have their strongest rotational vibrational features, typically. And to have access to that range of the spectrum and to do transit transmission spectra, that's gonna be amazing for exoplanet atmospheres. All of the dominant gases, carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, methane, water vapor, and others. The other set of telescopes that arguably all astronomers are very, very, very looking forward to are the large ground-based telescopes. These include the 20-meter diameter Aperture Giant Magellan Telescope, which will be in Chile. includes the 30-meter telescope, which will be in Hawaii, and the European Extremely Large Telescope, which will also be in Chile. And these telescopes, their diameter is so big, and they're actually going to be able to do adaptive optics to correct for some of the blurring effects of Earth's atmosphere. And they plan, actually, to be able to block out the starlight directly for small, dim stars so that any planets that might be like Earth might actually be discoverable.
0: And so when, I mean, if you're going to put a yeah. bet on it, when do you think we'd well, find a rocky right. exoplanet <laughs> with a lovely atmosphere?
1: Um, it's going to be tough, actually. Our best way right now to find planets and study them is the transiting planets. And the problem there is that transits are limited because the planet and star have to be fortuitously aligned. We think that the orientation of a planet and its star is just random. And so not all of them are, but believe it or not, I think astronomers are gonna literally search every star possible for transits. This will mostly be done with the test, MIT-led NASA mission test, transiting exoplanet survey satellite that will be launched in 2017. It's an all-sky survey. It'll primarily do well with the small m-stars, but also many ground-based surveys are underway. So I think we're gonna exhaustively uncover it. Literally, it just has to do with whatever nature has in store for us. So we're going to look for the transiting planets and follow them up with the James Webb Space Telescope, and if we're really lucky and nature cooperates, it'll be sometime after the James Webb launches, in 2020, that we'll have the capability to study planet atmospheres of small rocky planets.
0: You know, do, do you see a difference between, um, you know, let's say, a sign of life in terms of oxygen and um, you know, some sort of technological... Signal. Mm -hmm. I mean, are are there, you know, technological signals that you could pick up using these techniques that could tell you that there is intelligent Mm -hmm. life somewhere?
1: Yes, it's a a great question. It's a real favourite. We have a huge interest in looking for technological signals. The biosignature gases I talk about, they're primarily, we're thinking from simple microbial life. In fact, we wouldn't be able to tell the difference if we see a biosignature gas as to whether it was a gas breathed out by intelligent beings or by microbial life. People tend to forget we actually breathe out carbon dioxide, but our atmosphere has it anyway, so it's not a great biosignature gas. So people do think of technological signals. Some people think, for example, the chlorofluorocarbons in our atmosphere that are made by uh, humans, actually, is something we should think about if we could detect some gas like that in another exoplanet. It turns out for Earth's orbiting sun-like stars, that feature is way too weak for any next-generation space telescopes. People have talked about other things also. Would an alien civilization do something giant, like make a crazy shape going outside of the planet so that if their planet is transiting and we see it, we see that it's non-spherical. Maybe it looks like a triangle. So people talk about technological signals like that. And of course, there's the decades-old hope of getting a radio signal from another civilization. In that case, they would have to be actively broadcasting to us, either pulsing a beam of optical light or sending us a radio message. SETI is still going strong, more or less, actually. Now they even target planets. Now they even target stars that have known exoplanets.
0: And I, I suppose, finally, what, what's your... I mean, I, I think this might you know, go beyond science, but your, your gut feeling about the existence of yeah, right. life
1: in the universe. I personally believe that life is ubiquitous for two reasons. One is we actually see the ingredients for life everywhere, even in the interstellar medium. Two... We now know for certain that planets are extremely common. Every star has a planetary system. We know that small rocky planets are also very common. So it's really just a matter of time for us to find and identify an Earth-like world. And it's just a matter of time for us to have the capability to find signs of life. The chance that life is out there, I personally think, has to be 100%. How long it will take us to be able to find it is another question. And we never want to be misleading, actually, to anyone, especially ourselves. But at the end of the day, When we find a planet and we see signs of life on it, are we going to be sure? No, we will not. In some cases, for example, if we see oxygen in the context of other gases, we could say, I'm 99.9% sure this planet has life on it. Other cases, we may see a lot of methane and say, you know, I'm about 30% sure this planet has signs of life on it. My vision is that we will need dozens to hundreds of planets like Earth to be discovered, to look at their atmospheres, and then if we can just see unusual, unexpected chemistry in many of these planets, we'll be able to say collectively that yes, there is life beyond Earth. The search
0: for signs of life on distant exoplanets looks set to be one of the most exciting scientific endeavors of the 21st century. If signs of life are found, The discovery could give us important insights into how life emerged on Earth. And the existence of life, and especially intelligent life, elsewhere in the universe, would have a profound influence on how we perceive our place in the cosmos. I'm Hamish Johnston, editor of physicsworld.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Physics World.